This podcast is intended solely for blind and print-impaired audiences and is brought to you by the Radio Talking Book Service in Omaha, Nebraska. It's time now for today's edition of Community Conversations. It's the interview program in which we dialogue with voices from the Omaha community. And here's your host for Community Conversations. Let's welcome Cami Carlisle. Well, good afternoon, and thank you for listening to Radio Talking Book Service, another series here of Community Conversations with the Mundo Latino Network. We have April Garcia and Marina Rosado in. Welcome, both of you. Thank you so much. Thank you for having us, Gary. I'm so glad you're both here, and I'm so glad um, that we just added our first Spanish newscast. And I am so pleased that we now are working with Mundo Latino. It's very exciting. So I thought our listeners should get to know you a little bit better. So before we get into all things Mundo Latino Network, can you each tell us just a little bit about yourself? Okay. Uh, do you want me to start, Marina? <laughs> okay. Okay. So um, uh, my name is Gabriel Garcia, and I'm the founder of Mundo Latino. I'm an immigrant, um, Mexican. I came here in 1996 to the state of Nebraska. And um, the reason why I moved here is because I wanted to improve my uh, English. So um, I decided to enroll in the ESL classes from Northeast Community College. Mm-hmm. That's uh, where I uh, you know, started learning my, my first words of, of the English language in Norfolk, Nebraska. So um, life uh, took me to Sioux City, Iowa, and uh, that's when um, I started in 1999 when I started the Mundo Latino project. It's been going on for almost 25 years. Um, I expanded to Omaha and to several cities around uh, Nebraska. So here we are. <laughs> That's exciting. Almost 25 years. Congratulations. Almost 25 years, yes. <laughs> That's exciting. Marina, remind us a little bit about your backstory. Sure. Well, I'm originally from Mexico City. I came to Omaha, Nebraska in 2003. I have a bachelor in journalism and I have a bachelor in fine arts. When I was studying the second bachelor, I had the opportunity to get a scholarship and I came to the United States. I was in a college in Indiana and I really uh, wanted to continue with my studies. But at that time, I went back to Mexico City and I tried to work over there just to earn enough money to continue with uh, my, my education. So that didn't work out very well. I was uh, working for some cultural magazines and I did a little bit of uh, radio production, but I thought, why um, not uh, traveling to the United States and trying to find something that can get me into college again? So I came to Omaha and my first job was in a bilingual publication and I also work for different agencies as an interpreter at the same time that I was learning more, more English. And, and then I have the privilege to be the first female DJ broadcasting in this uh, area of the United States at the time. Back in 2003, they didn't oh. have females on air in Spanish. Oh. 
uh, lived in um, in Nebraska and some other states around. So radio took me to TV, uh, public access television, and also commercial TV. And uh, this year, I had the wonderful, wonderful opportunity to join a real team. And I feel very blessed because with Mundo Latino Network, we're um, reaching out to some other audiences that we never thought we could serve in the past. And obviously, thanks to you, Cami. Oh, well, thank you. And kudos to you both. You both are amazing. And I just love. So the first female DJ, that's so funny because in America, I have worked in radio for 25 years and it is a thing, right? The men make a ton of money in radio and here's the women or the laugh track. But I digress. Anyways, I'm glad you're both here. So it is interesting to think that you were probably, I don't know, have you ever served a blind or visually impaired audience before? That you know of, like ours. Uh, not, well, not me because you know most of my time I've been uh, serving. I mean, I've been working on the newspaper. It was just recently that we started working. But maybe Marina has. Yeah, in uh, Mexico City, when I was part of the production team of this uh, big, big um, newscast, mm-hmm. we noticed that. Most part of our audience um, were people who couldn't see. And to me, that was amazing because I never thought how important it was to be connected in terms of like news, information, right. uh, through radio. And I knew that because we, after the show, every day after the show, we have uh, some time to talk to the audience. They were calling us during the show because it was a live show. But after the show, we always stay in the studio. Nobody was using the studio after all. And we stay in the studio um, answering more calls. And that's when I when I realized that we were serving that community. And it was a young community, I could see. Um, I could say uh, from maybe... 20, in their late 20s, mm-hmm. up to their 40s. They True. wanted to know, they wanted to know more about whatever was going on in, in uh, Mexico at that time, but also to be connected with the rest of the world. I'm, I'm talking about those years when we didn't have um, all the services that now we can get through our cell phones. Uh, such as apps or things like that. So it was it was very interesting for me, but it was also very rewarding because they pay attention to every single detail, and I love it. That was my my best um, time to learn about radio and to know as a producer if I was doing something right or if I needed to improve something. Right. Well, I love that because you're absolutely right. All of our listeners, we have about 11,000 listeners across the state. Wow. It was high time for us to add a Spanish newscast because we know we have Spanish listeners. 
And so it's fabulous that we have you both now helping us. And and you're totally right. We've got to keep them in the community. There's no reason why they shouldn't know about local news, world news, or what's happening at home. So we're very glad that you're here to provide that for our listeners. So exciting. So tell me about the story. So now, how do you get them? Are they local? I mean, how does this all work? Yes. um, You know what? That's one of the missions that um, Mundo Latino has had over the years and just trying to uh, cover as much as we can on the local level. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, nowadays with the internet and all the new technology, you can find information about actually any topic in the world, what's going on everywhere. Uh, but sometimes at the local level, you can't. I mean, it's hard to, uh, like, if you want to know about uh, what's going on at the soccer league here in Omaha, or if you want to know about what's going on in the, at the community centers, it's hard to find that information. So I guess that's one of the the main um, reasons why we're here, because we want to cover the things that nobody is covering. And, and that makes us unique. And, you know, kind of like uh, we show that... Uh, love for our community to represent themselves through the paper. So now with with the radio book talking service, um, I guess this is a, a great opportunity uh, to serve another um, population that, that they're in really great need because, you know, I ne- never heard of before, um, you know, the service in Spanish. So the fact that we're able to help a little bit, that that makes me very happy. Good. I'm so glad because again, I'm just like, we are missing a huge population. So thank goodness. Now tell me about your areas of coverage. So it's Nebraska, Iowa. Do you extend? What are, where do you report from? Are you- uh, yeah. Well, basically we, we try to cover Nebraska and Iowa. Uh, sometimes when there's a story on a national level that, you know, needs to be heard or needs to be known by the community, such as immigration. Uh, new policies, the TPS, the Dreamers. Um, we try to cover those because, um, you know, that that information is very important for our community. Um, but we kind of stay uh, local. Uh, what's going on in the state? Uh, uh, Grand Island, the main cities in Nebraska, Lincoln, Omaha, uh, South City. South City has a unique coverage because we're close to Iowa. Right. So, uh, we, you know, and that's where Mundo Latino was born. So I'm very always excited about covering stuff from, from Sioux City, Iowa. Perfect. And South Dakota, you're kind of like. South Dakota, yeah. yes. The, the tri-state yeah. area, yes. Perfect. So, Abril, what inspired you to create Mundo Network? Was it just the lack of information? Yeah, basically, it's, it was what it, what it was, the lack of information. Um, we're talking about 1999. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was no social media or, I mean, I don't, I don't even think people were too much into the internet. I mean, it, we had internet, but not a lot of people, uh, Google stuff. Not right. sure if Google was, uh, already a thing. I think it was MSN where we had to. Yeah, or AOL. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, the problem that, uh, Sioux City had is that there was a lot of, uh, uh, Latino population. There was a lot of organizations that had uh, resources or help, but there was no connection in between. So 
that was my main goal to create that breach of communication and bring those resources to the community and and bring those people to the agencies and you know help help a little bit um my always i say if i can impact one one person per per week i'm happy with what i'm doing right now so and that was that was it and nowadays um mundo latino had to transform because of the technology now we we're trying to cover um a lot of uh um digital um media that we have to i mean because uh we have to go with the technology otherwise we we can't keep going so and and it's just a mix uh this is something that we offer to our, our customers and our readers is that we're a whole package you mm -hmm. can find traditional the traditional media such as newspaper and then all the new stuff on the digital so uh like i say we had to do that jump to to the digital and try to make sure that everybody's being served. Mm -hmm. Boy, I, so did you have any idea? I mean, so it started off as a newspaper, right? Yes. And then did, did radio and TV come next or did internet stuff come next? Uh, okay. So we, we started with the newspaper and then, um, I had a website, but it wasn't that, you know, I never thought it was so much, so important back then, but it wasn't until the 2010 that I started to, you know, put a little more attention on making sure that I upload everything that you see in the, in the printed publication into the website. Mm -hmm. And then it was 2020 that opened my eyes that I needed to do something different because, um, we were like this close to, to close the newspaper because we didn't have, uh, everything was closed. We couldn't, couldn't deliver the newspapers. We couldn't sell. We couldn't take care of any anything you know in regards to the printing publication. So even though we never stopped printing the paper, uh um my team decided to do something different. That's when we started with the digital TV. We created a 30-minute program uh for uh, you know like it was like a news program mm -hmm. with, with the news anchor and and that's what keeps us alive for for six for the six months that were really bad during the pandemic in 2020. And uh, and then when Marina joined the team this year, that's when we started to create in those uh, fabulous uh, radio programs that that you you're getting and that we we have available also on our website. I love that. So the 2020 COVID pivot. That's everybody yes. had to do, but this was really advantageous for you. So you both have backgrounds in journalism and communications. Did you, I mean, did you have any idea? This is fantastic. I mean, print, online, TV, news, you're right. You're the whole package. So remind <laughs> me a little bit of your backgrounds in journalism, because I too majored in journalism and I love it. Yes, I, I major in, uh, well, not journalism is actually, um, mass communications. I don't know how that career is called here in the United States, but I did my college in, in Mexico. I did four years and a half. And what they do that career over there back then, <laughs> they teach us of, uh, taught us of all the media, um, radio, video, TV, uh, even, um, uh, film. I mean, we, we created a whole movie and, and, but it was just more like how to, how to manage the media. Nice. Um, 
I, I didn't really had that uh, particular um, how, how do you call it? like really study one media in a specific. I had everything in how to manage each media. So I learned a lot of stuff through, you know, on the road, <laughs> like mm -hmm. editing and editing video. I had to learn because um, otherwise, uh, you know, it was just, it was just those times that you have to learn somehow. Um, asking, doing research on Google and trying to make sure that I stay at the top of, of the things that I was doing. So, um, yeah, so um, I came here, I graduated in 96, and that's when I moved to the United States. Um, but that's all I had. And, and then, you know, different courses over the years that helped me to get to the point that I am right now. I, you know, people laugh at me because the first newspaper that I sent to the press, and I don't know if you've seen that before, uh, we cut and paste on a huge uh pages and then they took yep. a picture of the whole uh template and then that uh -huh. was the you know that then they sent that to the press so now we do everything on on, on the computer but it was just you know the first couple right. of, of of months that we did that so see that that tells you how old i am <laughs> Is, I, I'm right with you. That is old school. That's how I learned too. I would have no idea how to do it digitally if I didn't cut it out and put exactly. it Exactly. So cool. I love it. So Marina, you have a big background too, right? In journalism and communications. And you were on the air in Mexico? Uh, well, um, in Mexico City, what I did uh, was mostly cultural magazines. I was a writer, but also um radio i didn't do a lot of tv i was learning to be the weather girl believe oh, it or not oh, oh, uh, oh. but i really didn't like it that much i was young at the time and i thought that it was uh really nice to be able to to learn how to um manage uh the the green screen and and uh, uh take advantage of all those resources but that wasn't that wasn't my my idea of journalism. I wanted to tell the stories, mm -hmm. and I love photography a lot. So I was uh, a collaborator for different publications, just doing what is called photojournalism. Yes. So that's why I decided to uh, earn another bachelor in fine arts because that was the only way to get my degree in photography at that time. That was in Mexico City. I moved to the state of Veracruz. I was in Jalapa at the uh, University of Veracruz because it was the only university offering those uh, four years just for photography. And I wanted to learn the, the way to develop the film and to do Everything, even what is called a camera obscura, which is like a like a basically like a uh, box, mm -hmm. and you can take pictures just with that box and with a hole. And um, I fell in love. I I always loved the arts, but I fell in love with photography. And photography, it's been with me everywhere I go. But that's why I was able to get all these scholarships to uh, come to the United States and to continue studying journalism and photography. I love it. So you mentioned film. I think we're all the same age. <laughs> Things have changed with photography too, haven't they? Yeah, it sounds like it. 
right? I mean, I would have never imagined any of this, but it's delightful. Tell us how you two met. Okay, so when I was, when I moved from Sioux City to Omaha, Marina got a hold of me because she was working for another publication and she wanted to write a story about me coming to Omaha with the newspaper. And I thought that was really awesome that, <laughs> that, you know, she took the time to uh, meet me and, you know, do, do the interview. And it was amazing. And since then, uh, we've been colleagues and we've, you know, we've seen each other in events, the community events. And I'm very happy that this year we've been, you know, uh, joining uh, forces and working together. Wonderful. I I, want to say something, Cami. I'm sorry for interrupting you, but, uh, for me, when, when you, when you work, when you have the opportunity to work with somebody that you admire, I, I think that that is a blessing. And I met Abri a long time ago, but even if we were working in different, um, companies, she has her own company. We never saw each other as a, competition or anything like that or at least I never feel that she wasn't there for me I I remember uh that sometimes we encounter uh this kind of like sad and bad stories that were affecting our Hispanic community directly and I was like Abril let's do something what what can we do? You on your own with your own thing, me with the rest of my coworkers. But what can we do? How can we help? And Abril has been always there, and especially now when at this age uh, everything is is changing for me, I'm learning a lot from Abril because she's very humble. She she's not gonna talk about what she does in the community, but she does a lot of behind the scenes mm-hmm. uh, jobs, <laughs> a lot, a lot. And I'm talking about uh, big campaigns and also big festivals. And she has a huge part and she's in the right place because even if she's an entrepreneur and obviously she takes care of her business, She's always there for everybody who might be looking for some help. So not just women, men, children, and she supports a sport, which is really big for us uh-huh. here in, in, um, in Nebraska and also micro, micro businesses. So, uh, Abril is my hero. I have to Aww. say it. And I don't know if I told you this before. You, but, uh, you have it, Marina. You're going to make me cry. <laughs> We're all going to be crying. No, we, we definitely uh, are a good team. I, I admire Marina. She she knows everybody in the community. Everybody knows her. Everybody loves her. So we're, we are an awesome team right now. We're working towards the community and, you know, all these connections that she, she, she made this year with, with, uh, with you, with some other uh, partners that we're working right now. I mean, it's, it's amazing the love that she has for the community. So I think we are a great team. I love it that you both met here in the middle of this crazy country, right? And you're making magic happen. That's totally serendipitous. You two were supposed to meet, I think. So only already only have five minutes left, if you can believe it. 
So tell me, how many people actually work for Mundo Latino to make all this happen? There's so much happening. <laughs> okay, see, we're not that many, so we work a lot. So, okay, so in the Sioux City uh, office, because I have two offices, one in Sioux City and one in Omaha. Actually, we have new offices at the elevator. Um, I don't know if you're familiar with, with that. It's, it's in the, in the old market. Okay. Uh, Johnson 14th Street. Uh-huh. Uh, this is a great, great place because, uh, there's like more than 40, um, tenants there. Uh, they're all businesses and, and we just moved there recent last month. So, um, in the, in the city office, we have, uh, Two and then I drive two people and then I drive over there uh, at least once a week mm-hmm. and then uh, in the Omaha office there's um, five of us so okay. wow there's a, there's a team of well and the delivery people so five but they're part time so five six seven eight there are nine people working for Mundo Latino right now that's amazing because I'm pretty sure you both have probably noticed how small the World Herald's getting how small all the papers are getting that might be the biggest newsroom in Omaha seriously I mean everything keeps shrinking but you guys are going so strong and I love it you're doing the opposite by growing and forming so where do you see Mundo Latino in five years say you know, it's been really hard. I mean, it's been hard for, for all the printing, the printed media. Uh, uh, you know, I used to have five different publications in, in the whole, in the state and I was covering us uh, all the way to Sioux Falls to all the way to Lexington. And I had to change a lot of the strategies to uh, reach out to all those communities. You know, because, uh, like I say, technology has been, you know, kind of like eating little by little the printing, uh, media. But, uh, you know, on the other hand, um, we've been increasing all of our digital presence in, in the internet and social media. We, we, I've learned so many, uh, new ways to, uh, present the news. And see, there's, there's a, there's a huge market in the Latino market and you, you have to make sure that you know all the, your community. So that, that will never be replaced by, by an app or by a robot or, or yep. you know, that connection that we create, Marina creates. Uh, with the community that I do, you know, every time I make sure that when I take the newspapers out of town, I talk to the business owners and then, and then I see kind of like what they need, where they're from, uh, and what kind of information they need. So that will never be replaced. So I think if we keep going what we're doing, I, you know, why not maybe get into some other states? Sure. Uh, I think. I think that'll be, uh, that'll be, uh, awesome if we, we'll be able to reach out those frontiers and, and it's not impossible. So, right. I have a feeling you will make that happen. I do. <laughs> so if we want to find the Mundo Latino paper in town, where can we find them? Yes. You can look in any Latino stores. Uh, okay. South Omaha has the most, uh, distribution percentage. Um, but we go all the way to, uh, Panchitos. I don't know if you live in the West. There's a bakery store in Q in 96, I think. Okay. And there's, and then, then we leave newspapers there. So, uh, we go to Council Lofts if, if you're familiar with the area. Um, in, uh, Bellevue and, um, and Omaha, South Omaha. 
Okay, perfect. So just kind of look wherever you would find other papers. And then uh, tell us the website where we can go see everything and read all the stories. What is your website? Okay, so the website is uh, com, And you'll find there, you know, all the stories that we print on a paper there on the website. And then there's a, there's a page that takes you to all of our um, program or news programs, the Mundo Latino News, the digital TV. And there's another page for the uh, radio programs. Perfect. So that's mundolatinonetwork.com where you can get everything. Yes. Now, if somebody wants to get a hold of you, say maybe they got a news story, is there an email or a phone number you can share? Yes. Uh, they can call at 402-630-8291 or they can email me or Marina. Uh, my email is abril at mundolatinonetwork.com and Marina's email is marina at mundolatinonetwork.com. Perfect. And once again, the number is 402-630-8291. Yes. Perfect. And I'm guessing if anybody wants to carry the newspaper, too, they can just call you and talk to you about it. Yes, yes. Um, They can call us, they can email us, or, you know, send us a message through our social media outlet. Excellent. And again, I can't believe it's already time to end this conversation because I didn't even get to half the questions. You'll have to come back for sure. We need another half an hour. Yes, <laughs> we do. Yes, we do. So thank you so much, Marina and Abril. Mundo Latino Network, folks, this is who you're hearing when you hear our Spanish newscast. It was a pleasure to get to know you both a little bit more. And again, you're going to have to come back. So thank you for everything. And we truly appreciate you. Thank you so much, Kami. You bet. And thank you for listening to Community Conversations on Radio Talking Book Service. You've been listening to Community Conversations on Radio Talking Book. It's the interview program that brings you voices from the Omaha community. The Radio Talking Book Network is brought to you with the cooperation of KIOS-FM in Omaha and statewide through the facilities of NET Radio and Television. We've been proudly serving our blind and visually impaired listeners for 46 years. Thank you for being a loyal Radio Talking Book listener and supporter.